The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Eric France and Ajay Savison. Actually, Ajay is not with us anymore. He was uh, with us last hour. He's in Las Vegas as uh, Utah State was now preparing to take on Wyoming after an incredible comeback and uh, just an outstanding basketball game and a great day of basketball overall in Las Vegas for the Mountain West Conference. Uh, every game was close. Even though San Diego State, you look at it on paper and it shows that they beat Air Force by 13, that game really wasn't decided and and didn't have a comfortable lead for uh, San Diego until the last minute and a half. Uh, It was still a close game that that Air Force had opportunities to get back into. So uh, it was a tremendous day. Uh, Boise State and UNLV, that was close battle back and forth. Technically an upset. Um, uh, Utah State and New Mexico was a wild game. The way Utah State jumped out and then New Mexico came back. Um, it was tie ball game at half, mirroring a year ago. And then just like a year ago, New Mexico had a lead in the second half and Sam Merrill willed his team back to victory. 29 points for Sam Merrill. Just a phenomenal performance. He now has moved past like, Greg Grant into number two all-time scoring for Utah State. And another opportunity to add to that uh, overall point total tonight. Uh, I thought Diogo Brito came up big late, even though he was hurting after taking a hard fall. Abel Porter, he fell hard and didn't play much in the second half. So uh, Sean Barristow had to come up and play big minutes late. And uh, for a true freshman, thrown into a situation like that, I thought he handled himself pretty well. He did make a few freshman mistakes. But uh, I thought overall he was a, a big part of what happened for USU. They did struggle against the press. They did cause a, that the New Mexico Lobo team did cause a lot of turnovers that allowed them to get back into it. But uh, overall, tremendous uh, game by Utah State. Justin Bean was uh, phenomenal. Uh, Kata was in foul trouble, but while he was on the court, he was a difference maker. But tonight they take on Wyoming, who upset Nevada last night. They're playing on house money. They they weren't expected to be here. Uh, they've won more, or they've won as many games in this conference tournament in Mountain West play as they did all conference season this last year. So they're playing loose. There's no pressure on the Cowboys. They're just out there having fun, trying to play the spoiler. So will Utah State allow that to happen tonight, or will they take care of business? and give their starters rest and uh, give their bench a little bit more time to do some things. So I think that's going to be a real key. What happens tonight could be a big factor in what happens tomorrow with how well Utah State uh, could play in a championship game. Granted, they get there. But uh, let's, let's sum up last night by hearing from Captain Craig Smith, perhaps one of his better letters to his mother. Uh, and last night, he penned this letter. Dearest Mother, the Lobo Battalion had the high ground. They had broken through our line, scattered our men, and continued with their charge. With their red banner raised above the smoke, they had victory in their grasp. They did not, however, have Sam Merrill. Craig. <laughs> Absolutely true. Sam was 
phenomenal. In foul trouble with four fouls, with New Mexico coming at him, trying to get him to get that fifth foul to get him off the court, Sam was relentless. Times that they were supposed to run set plays, he waved them off to go one-on-one because he knew he had it going and they couldn't stop him. Uh, just a phenomenal performance by Sam Merrill and the rest of the Utah State Aggie basketball team last night, extending their season at least one more game, continue to give themselves a shot to make the NCAA tournament. I still think they need to be in the championship game to get in. Uh, we're at this period of time now where these quote-unquote bracketologists, these experts who try to predict what's going to happen and who's going to go to the NCAA tournament, it's still undecided. It's not unanimous out there about whether or not Utah State gets in or not. Joe Lunardi with ESPN still has them among the first four out. Utah State has to take care of business tonight. They have to be in the championship tomorrow. I don't know that they necessarily need to win the championship tomorrow, but they have to play close. They have to be competitive. They have to try to make it happen. So uh, we'll see if they can if they can do that. Uh, but uh, anyway, tonight, pregame coverage starting at 8.30 on our sister station, KVNU. It'll be on 6.10 a.m., 102.1 FM. Although 102.1 has been having some issues. So go to 102.5, give you the same stuff. Or you can just stream it online, kvnutalk.com or on the KVNU mobile app. Al Lewis, Jalen Moore, those guys do a great job of breaking it down. And uh, tonight is going to be Utah State in Wyoming. What were the last two times when those the two teams squared off? How did it play out? How does Utah State match up against the Cowboys? A lot, I think, is in USU's favor, and I can clearly see why Utah State early Lions have them favored by 15.5 in this one tomorrow. Or, excuse me, in, uh, tonight. Now, if they do win, the championship game will be tomorrow afternoon. Um, it'll be about 3 o'clock our time for the championship. It'll be on CBS, uh, the mother station, the mothership for them. So, uh, anyway, it should be an exciting game. We hope hope it is. Hope the Aggies get to take care of business early and put uh, Wyoming away and uh, have great performance by their their bench to give their starters some some rest, especially Diogo Brito and Abel Porter. Yes, it would be Sam had to work really hard to get what he had last night. It'd be great to give him some minutes as well on the bench. But um, the, these the Aggies have some guys that are hurting right now. And it's a bit of a question about just how healthy they are going to the game tonight and then what that might look like for tomorrow's matchup as well. Uh, also tonight, we've got the Utah Jazz. They're on the road taking on the Boston Celtics. So we'll have pregame coverage here on the fan, part of the uh, Aggie Radio Net, or excuse me, the Jazz Radio Network. And uh, that uh, pregame coverage starting at 5.50, and tip-off will be at 6. And Jazz taking on the Celtics, That's uh, a Celtics team that's, a little bit depleted. Uh, they announced actually yesterday that Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward were not going to be available for the game tonight. Uh, battling some injuries, and uh, they weren't going to make them available to take on uh, the Utah Jazz. So um, how might that change things? How might that affect what happens tonight? Um, Adam, the intern, hanging out with me here in the studio. And, and Adam, we've seen some times where Utah Jazz, they've faced a, a good team that has some of their key guys out that doesn't always bode well for the Jazz, as though you might maybe counterintuitive. You think, oh, that guy's not going to be there? Jazz should have an advantage. Hasn't always worked out that way. 
Yeah, it's interesting to see, and it almost feels like it's more of a mental thing, because obviously we know these guys can play out of their minds, but for some reason, you're right, when the opposing team's star leading scorer or whoever isn't on the court, I mean, for some reason, we just can't seem to lock down the next guy, the guy who's going to stand up and, I guess, put the opposing team on his shoulders. And so, I mean, just looking at this Boston Celtics team, I'm not really sure who it will be. I mean, Kemba Walker is playing, and he's a good player. So I, you'd think it'd be him. I mean, as much as I hate to say it, it might be Cantor. I hate him, but, you know, oh, man, I hate saying that. But he <laughs> might have a good game. I think him and Rudy Gobert will go back and forth. And then, obviously, you got to worry about Tatum. He's a stud. He will score 20 points every night on you if you let him. He's playing at a whole other level all of a sudden. He torched the Jazz he made life difficult for him, but it wasn't just him. It was some of the other guys that also you, you didn't really figure they would be big factors offensively, and they were. Jalen Brown had, what, 20 points yep. against the Jazz last time? Yep. That was a little unforeseen, and that's what you the Jazz can't have. That unforeseen player all of a sudden have a great game, uh, whether it's Marcus Smart or somebody else that's on their roster. Yeah. Um, but there's some great one-on-one matchups. You know, Kemba Walker versus Mike Connolly slash Donovan Mitchell. I think that's going to be a great matchup to watch the game within a game. Uh, Rudy versus whomever else is in the post for for Boston. And then how do they defend Tatum? Um, how do they try to slow that guy down? Uh, is he still going to be as hot as he was when he came to Utah? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, we've just barely played these guys a couple games ago, so it is going to be interesting to see if, I mean, the coaching staff remembers the ways that Tatum beat us and see, okay, well, obviously we can fix it this way, or heck, maybe we can fix it, and we just got to try something else. Right, and we've seen some some games here recently where there is a, there is a player who has a great game, but nobody else really has that good of a game. Like Bradley Bill for Washington. Yeah. Just went off against the Jazz, but nobody else was able to do anything. Yeah, it's kind of the philosophy of, well, obviously their leading scorer is going to get his points every night, so we're going to lock down the rest of the team. And I think, I don't think you can do it with the Boston Celtics because, again, you, maybe you don't have Jalen Brown or Gordon Hayward, but you got Kemba Walker coming back and Tatum. So that's a pretty dynamic duo. And obviously, you want to lock down the best scorer, but I'm not sure if you can lock down two of the better scorers in the NBA. Boston is only favored by a point and a half in this one. Um, interesting. I, I, they're, I guess the odds makers think this game could be really, really close and could be played to the wire. Uh, the uh, basketball power index for ESPN has it a little more favored in Boston, uh, 67% to Utah's 33% chance to win. But um, but but still, this this is a dangerous team that's playing for spots in the uh, – for better positioning in the Eastern Conference themselves. They only trail Toronto by a game and a half in the Eastern Conference. They're, Boston's in the number three spot. Toronto's in the number two spot. Um, so – Boston's still chasing a higher seed opportunity, a higher placement in the Eastern Conference. Utah, meanwhile, they're tied with the Houston Rockets. Houston does have the tiebreaker, so they're still the number four team in the standings. But Houston all of a sudden has been slipping. Uh, they had that loss at New York. They Their offense really struggled against the Clippers uh, last night. Uh, it really wasn't even as close as the final score seemed to indicate. They 
put up a, quite a rally in the fourth to try to come back. But um, but Houston is is floundering just a little bit over the last couple of days. So the Jazz have an opportunity here to move back into that top four if they can uh, get this win on the road against Boston. Yeah, this is a huge win because uh, coming up soon, you got to play the Raptors and the Lakers in a few games. So obviously, to get this win, to get that winning momentum, we've won two in a row, let's make it three. You know, for some reason, when you hit that three-win mark, it just feels like it's believable. <laughs> and so I think if we can hit this one, then we got something going for us. But let's let's see tonight. Well, the big thing for me to, 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 to watch in this game is for about six or seven games, the Jazz have allowed their opponents to score a lot of points. Yeah. And the the only way they were able to win those games is by doing more of that themselves, not because of defensive prowess by any means. But I thought the defense really dialed up against New York, but it is New York. So it's hard to know, Was it were the Jazz really figuring some things out defensively, or was it just the Knicks? So tonight's going to be a real big test to see if the Jazz are making those adjustments defensively to give themselves a chance with their defense, not just having to rely on their offensive abilities. Yeah, I agree 100%. This is going to be a huge game uh, to see if what the has worked in past games still works against good teams. I mean, the Cavaliers and the Knicks, I mean, they're okay. They're NBA teams. They're better than me. How about that? <laughs> but, I mean, they're, they're bottom feeders in the NBA. Let's be real here. And so if you can do it against the Celtics, I mean, then you got something. And then you can build off of it when you play the Raptors, when you play the Lakers, and then I think Houston, I mean, their schedule is a lot easier, but I think NBA teams are starting to figure out small ball. They're figuring out how to play it. So I think if the Jazz can start winning now, I think maybe we can get back into that home court advantage. Uh, yeah, I agree. It, Houston has been dedicated to this uh, small ball mentality, and it's caught teams off guard. But I think once a few teams figure out how to play against that, other teams are going to mimic it pretty quickly and adopt it whenever Houston's in town. Yeah, it's kind of like what happened when the Rockets beat the Jazz or whatever without uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook. NBA teams knew how to beat the Jazz defense at that point, and, I mean, we're still seeing the effects of that. So I think you're right. The NBA is a copycat league. So once they see a few teams beat the Rockets the way they have, then I think they're going to copy, and that's going to help the Jazz a lot. So big game tonight for the Utah Jazz in Boston. We'll have full game coverage here on The Fan starting at uh, 5.50 with David Locke and Ron Boone. Tip-off will be at 7, uh, excuse me, at 6, at 6 o'clock. Um, it was a pretty interesting night of the NBA last night. Not only did the, the Clippers take care of Houston, but we saw the return of Steph Curry. And yesterday, I, I was on record saying uh, it, he's going to be on a minutes restriction. Don't expect you know the big deep threes from five feet beyond the arc just to see how he kind of works back into things. Oh, he proved me wrong. <laughs> he was making crazy shots. He was setting up his teammates. He looked like he was in regular season form. Yeah, it's it's. I'm not really a Curry fan. I'm a more of like what he does fan. And so just to see him back on the court and, you know, taking crazy threes in people's faces. I mean, this guy's near the logo and he's shooting them like they're free throws. And he makes them too. It's like, how the heck do you do that? Like, I wouldn't be like you when I grow up. At least play <laughs> basketball. Like, come on, Curry. Uh, he was only three for 12. He took 12 three-point attempts, but some of those threes that he did make were crazy. 
Uh, he did score 23 points in his return. Um, and uh, it, it, the Warriors put up a fight against the, the reigning champs. But in the end, Toronto uh, came away with the win. Besides Milwaukee, Toronto has also clinched the playoffs. They are going to go. Crazy that they were this far out from the end of the regular season. They've already clinched making the playoffs. But um, uh, it was uh, for for the NBA, like you said, I'm not really a Steph Curry fan, but for the NBA, it's good to have him back. Yeah. He's- it's got eyeballs turning in. Everybody's interested to see Steph. A lot of people like how he plays, and he's going to get attention and eyeballs tuning into NBA games again. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we see... Uh, I was listening to the radio again, and one of the radio hosts, he was talking about how convenient it is that now that Steph Curry comes back, there's a lot of Golden State games that are going to be held on national TV, like TNT, (laughs) ESPN, ABC. And I kind of sat and thought, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. The NBA, we've been hearing all season long about how the standings, I mean, not the standings, the ratings have struggled Hmm. about, uh, you know, people tuning into games. They'd rather watch the highlight reel than actually sit down and watch an entire game. So I think... Having him back, having Curry back, only helps the NBA because it's a star. People actually want to see him, things like that. And it's a big market team, too. Yeah, it is. I think uh, Zion Williamson making his debut has caught a lot of people's attention. Uh, Steph Curry coming back has caught people's attention. Um, But you're right. Some of the the stars that we've known in the NBA that have caught a lot of attention are out. Uh, Kyrie Irving's been out for long stretches. Uh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's out all year. Kawhi Leonard takes every other game off. Yeah, you never know if Kawhi Leonard's going to actually be in a game that they play. So, um, But now we're getting to the stretch where the the stars really shine. And so for Utah, are their stars really going to shine? Will Rudy Gobert shine? Will Donovan Mitchell shine? And I think to some degree, will Mike Connolly? Uh, he has been a... a, a dark star in the distance (laughs) for a long stretch of the season, but the Jazz really need him to shine brighter and to be more effective. And I think he's getting there. I think the evidence is there that he is getting there, but can he consistently be there? I think that's a real question for me. And tonight's going to be a good test for that against a Boston team that has a smaller guard as a point guard, but it will give them opportunities to create and execute the system. Yeah, I think obviously it's Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert's team. But I would like to see Conley because he has been in the league for forever. He's been, you know, Memphis grind, you know, grind out wins and things. I would like to see him take more of a leadership position, you know, kind of be the mentor of some of the younger guys on the team or players who may have been in the league but haven't been like in the playoffs and had success in the playoffs. So I'd like to see that happen. I'd like to see him kind of take players under his wing, and maybe he won't have the greatest stat night, uh, at least points-wise, but maybe with the assists and things like that, then we can start to see Conley shine. All right, setting other guys up, being another ball handler on the court, even if he doesn't touch the ball, really. Yeah. Having his presence on the court, defenses have to recognize that here's another guy that can break it down. We can't just focus on Donovan Mitchell or collapse on Jordan Clarkson. So having Mike Connolly on the court helps the Jazz in a lot of different ways to break presses, to keep the things flowing, to swing the ball around. Even if he's not scoring, he I still believe that he's a big part of what this Jazz team is and can be over the next uh, what is it next month before the end of the regular season, month and a half ish. So I think it's exciting to see where they're at. Big test tonight 
against a, a really good Boston team that they don't want to let anything slip by either. But I think this is going to be a dogfight tonight. For sure. I agree 100%. I mean, like you said, these are teams that are fighting for positions. Celtics obviously want to hold on to that third position. And the Jazz are trying to get into home court advantage. I mean, how sweet would that be? I mean, I was worried about, like, what, two weeks ago that I was like, Cuss, are we even going to be a sixth seed or we have to drop down to a seventh or eighth? It was a possibility. Yeah, um, Oklahoma City was on their heels. Yeah. But now that we're now that we're chilling in fifth and we're tied with the Rockets for fourth, I mean, I think that we can make a push and at least get home court advantage, at least sneak into that four spot, maybe third, if the Clippers kind of do the more of the load management and rest their players towards the playoffs. But you never know. Yeah, that's a good point. The, the Clippers, and I think the the mentality of their stars is their seed really probably doesn't matter. Yeah, we're gonna beat teams at home or away. We don't care. Right. What what matters more is that we're rested. Yeah. That we have fuel in the tank. That's more important than whether the game is in Los Angeles for the for the Clippers <laughs> or somewhere else. Yeah. And I think I think you're right. And I think Kawhi Leonard proved that a year ago. And because it worked, I think it's in his brain that I'm going to do it again. Yeah, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I don't like it. I don't like load management all that much, but it, I can see why teams do it. Right. Yes. Jazz don't have a real veteran team that way, so I don't think it's an issue for them other than Mike Connolly if there are other back-to-backs that uh, that take place. Yeah, for sure. But um, still, I think it's it, it will be interesting to see how the lineup tweaks um, continue on if the Jazz start to become more settled as when these guys, we have this guy on the court, he's paired with these other guys. Yeah. And when we're going to make this substitution – we're going to do them in these groups. So we always have these guys, these groups of guys on the court at the same time. Uh-huh. So uh, we'll see. Tonight's going to be a big indication of that because it's going to be against a really good team. They've had some soft teams that have gone up against here the last uh, week. They're going to have a tough competition tonight to see if what was happening against uh, Washington and Cleveland and New York, if that was just, hey, these are bad teams, they're going to do what they do, or... Have they tweaked some things that are starting to work for them? And against a good team, that'll be more evident. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's tonight. Pre-game at 5.50, tip-off at 6 right here on The Fan, part of the Utah Jazz Radio Network. All right, we're going to do this. We're going to call a quick timeout here on the Full Court Press. When we come back, we'll shift from the NBA to the high school level. There's a fun all-star game coming up and skills competition as yeah. well that comes with it coming up this weekend and uh, featuring some of the best players boys and girls for basketball in a fun showcase to see them all in one place. We'll find out more about that coming up next hour. Uh, Jimmy Moore and uh, Jalen Moore uh, join on us here in studio to give us the details coming up next here in the Full Court Press. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you. Appreciate you joining us here on a Friday. Hopefully we have a great weekend like uh, like last night. Hope that's a good indicator of what's to come. What a what a night in the Mountain West. Holy cow. And a great game for the Aggies. We had, there were close games all around. All the games that were played, all of them were close. Uh, more games going on tonight. San Diego State, Boise State, that doesn't start until 7 hour time. And because of that... 
Utah State is uh, later. That's going to be at 9.30. But again, you can watch both those games on CBS Sports Network. Uh, and then championship tomorrow. But uh, you may have to choose what you want to do if the Aggies are, are in it or just you know keep your ESPN app close and follow the score. If you want to go watch some uh, something else that's fun that's going on closer to home, it's this. Uh, there's a an all star game coming up this weekend for high school basketball, and the uh, the guys that are putting it together joining me now here in the studio, uh, Jimmy and and Jalen Moore. Thanks for coming out, guys. This is this is exciting stuff. This is kind of fun. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, uh, appreciate you letting us come out here and you know being able to talk about what we what we wanted to do with the high school kids and uh, like we we just think there's a lot of good talent here in the valley and we want to want to have the kids be able to showcase that at the end of the season. So how long have you been doing this? This is a, you, you call it the Next Level Basketball All-Star Saturday. How long have you been putting this on? This is our uh, third year so far. So first year, you know, we like I said, we just wanted to do something to showcase some skills. And, and each year it's just grown and gotten bigger. And, and we, we reach out to a lot of the schools and try to get their, their best uh, one or two, sometimes three players come out and uh, then, you know, put them through a skills competition, three-point dunk contest all-star games and just trying to try to have some fun with it oh that's cool so you try to mirror what the nba does with their all-star game yeah you know we as Jalen and i looked at this three years ago we like Jalen said there's just fantastic uh, talent here in the valley and we thought what a great idea to you know after the season's over and kids competing against each other uh, all year long let's see if we can bring it together and just let them have some fun and kind of unwind and just have a great time at the end of the season. So that was a whole idea behind this. I mean, they have an all-star game down in Salt Lake Valley. Why not one in Cash Valley? So ah, that was kind of cool. that was kind of the whole concept behind doing this. And okay, it, so uh, let, let's run through. There's a couple different things that are happening. As you said, there's some skills competitions. There's a, a boys aspect of it. There's a girls aspect of it. What's the schedule of how things kind of play out? This is tomorrow, and is it at Skyview High School? Yeah, so it'll be at Skyview High School and. It starts at noon, and we start with the skills competition, which will the girls will go first. And uh, the skills competition is ex- exactly mirrored after the NBA, you know. So they'll go through the slaloms. They got to pass it into a net, run and grab a ball, make a layup, make a three, you know. And it's a a girl against another girl at the same time. You go head to head. Whoever wins that heat moves on to the next round, and then the boys would do the same thing. So it's it's competitive that way. But we mirrored that directly after. The NBA, we like the way they did it, and we're like, hey, that'll that'll be fun for for some uh, girls to do that in, in high school and some boys too. So get a get a little competitive edge going there, and and uh, the way that we choose those girls is, you know, whoever has the most assists, most steals, uh, makes the most plays for their team. You know, it's uh, good ball handling skills, good passer, good shooter. Um, those are the type of people we wanted to compete in the skills competition, and then right after that, at one, you'll get the three point contest. Um, obviously the way we chose people there is, uh, making the most threes, best shooters on the team. Um, and we, we mirrored that as well as, uh, after the NBA and we, we went five spots, four balls on each rack. Um, we made it fun and, and put money balls on all one rack, you know, so you choose your oh, hot spot, cool. um, cool. and you put all the money balls worth two. And this year we're, we're introducing a new thing from about, you know, where the volleyball line is on a high school. We're gonna put a ball there, and they get one shot, and it's worth four points if they make it. Oh, so, nice! Yeah, and you got That's a minute, awesome. a minute to shoot all the shots, and and like we said, from there on, we'll we'll obviously go one round, two rounds, crown a champion, and then dunk contest is exactly, exactly as the um, NBA. 
um, see what kind of athletes we have here, see what, see what kind of cool things they can do, you know, in non in a non game setting. See if they can pull off some cool things, and we'll judge them. Have five judges. Top, highest score you can get is fifty. You know, mirrored just like after the the NBA, and then then we start up with the the girls All Star game around two thirty ish, two forty five. And then at, right after that, the boys' all-star game will start. And like we said, everything takes place at Skyview. So should be a pretty fun day. So as we saw at the NBA dunk contest, it can be highly controversial depending on judges' <laughs> opinions. So, But who do, you, who do you have as your judges that will be uh, participating and helping out this year? Yeah, you know, last year, we're still trying to decide. But last year we did, me and Grayson. Um, we had another one of my dad's friends that was a coach. Uh, he was a judge. And then we pulled a parent from the crowd and then a, a high school student. So we tried to, you know, fluctuate. You have some people that have played college basketball. Uh, you've got a coach. You've got a parent from the crowd, and then someone around their same age. So, oh, cool. We try to make it so it's get a fair. variety. Yeah, you get a variety. You get a. It's fair, um, and and we try to just like we said, just let the guys have a good time and and judge them to what we think the dunk was. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Jimmy, as you said, there are a lot of there's a lot of talent in this area and when you look at the leaderboards across the state in certainly the 4a classification for boys and girls you see a lot of names from schools around here that are in the top five top ten statewide a lot of these different things whether it's steals or assists or points or three pointers so this this should be fun you're going to see some of the best talent in the state oh participating in this thing this weekend for sure for sure and and again going back to why we started this, you know, and it's just like you said, we, Jalen and I, you know, I had both, my boys grew up here in the Valley and played here. So I've always known there was talent here and we started next level basketball, our training uh, company as a skill development company because there was so much talent here, but there was some lacking skills too. So our thing was to let's help grow this, you know, skill wise. And then, uh, Couple that with the idea of putting this uh, this all star event together with with that, so it's just been tremendous. And I think uh, you know some of the top uh, players in this valley train with us. You know Sam Phipps and uh, so on, and Kennedy and all of these uh, just tons of players here in the valley starting to train with us. I think they see the benefits of skill development in their game and stuff like that. And so it's just fun to have them to bring all that back to the all-star weekend and just have a great time with it. Uh, is there a, if, if folks want to go to this, is there a, a cost to get in? And what is that? Do uh, you know what that is? Yeah. The cost is for adults is $5, $3 for students and then $10, I mean, $2 for uh, kids 10 and under. Oh, okay. So, so, so it's I, really I, wish reasonable. We, I wish we were to the point where we could say it was free but, you know, we got cost involved that we need to cover and stuff like that. Hopefully one day we'll find some big sponsor where they just want to sponsor it for us and then we could make it free. Yeah, but that's a reasonable cost yeah, you know, yeah. for, for a couple of family and kids to get in to right. see some of that. So. Right. And so this year, too, we, we, we're taking some of those proceeds from the admissions and we're going to donate some of those proceeds to a charity of our choice. Oh, very And cool. so we want to make sure that we want to grow this in the Valley and we want to give back to the community. This is, uh, again, we're talking to Jimmy Moore and Jalen Moore talking about this uh, Next Level Basketball All-Star Saturday. It's coming up tomorrow. Uh, big chunk of the afternoon, different skills challenges and the All-Star games. Uh, was there, in the early days of this, did you do anything that, that had the boys versus the girls or were you always separated those out? 
We, I can't remember if you did like a three-point shootout. That we usually do. Um, we usually separate it out, but at the end of the three-point contest, the girl winner will go against the boys' winner ah, to find okay. out who's like who's, okay. the, who's the best out of those. But other than that, like we usually just have the the girls' all-star game and then the the girls' and boys' skills comp. But the three-point contest, the girls' winner will go against the boys, and then you know you'll get a crown champion that way. So they'll they'll both winners will still get a trophy and stuff. But after that, we want to see who who really is the best shooter. So it, it makes it fun. So when it comes to like the, the boys team or the, or the girls team for the all-stars, are you going to have situations where teammates will be playing against each other or are you going to try to team them up so they're on the same team? No, nah, we usually put teammates against each other. Um, so like let's say a team uh, has like four players. Like let's say, for example, a team like Green Canyon or Skyview would have four players. We're splitting them up two and two. So they're going to compete against each other. Or if there's two players from a school, we're, we're separating them apart so they're – they're going to get comfortable playing with other people that they haven't played with, but then they are going to compete head to head too. And I think that makes for a more intense, more fun game, you know, and uh, it ends up being most of the time the games are, are fairly close, really competitive. And uh, I think it makes for just good competition when you, you put people who have been playing together all year and now they got to face each other. I think it makes it fun. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very cool. I mean, we see that in the NBA now with this new format mm-hmm. with you can have teammates going up against each other. And I think it makes it fun. Like, yeah. all right, I'm all right, big fella. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna show what I can do against you. What we can do in practice every day. Um so when it comes to uh you know, figuring this all out, that can't be really an easy task to figure out who gets uh, maybe on a team and maybe who doesn't get on a team. How does that work? I mean, that's maybe a little bit sensitive. I don't want to get into specific details, but have you had some times where you've had somebody that's that, boy, we got to find a way to make sure we get him or her on a team, even though we may be kind of maxed out with our numbers. Yeah, we, we had kind of a, a couple of incidents like that this year where we had a couple of players that were really good players, but they was injured. Ah, right. And so, uh, Yes. They wasn't in that. our first election process. You know, we had them on our reserve list in case someone canceled out or couldn't make it. They would be our next in, you know, stuff like that. But we, Jalen and I, we we take a lot of time and patience in, in selecting the, 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 uh, the players. And to this point, we've, I think the players has been accepting of that. And, and so it, we wanted to be, we want it to be something that they can look forward to every year too. And it's competitive to get in, you know, and you earn your way in by your performance throughout the season, you know, and those kind of things. And so, so yeah, so it's, it's been a fun process. Uh, we do have a selection process, so we're just not picking numbers out of a hat or something like that, you know. <laughs> so it is a process that we take great pride in our selection process and who gets in and, and for the most part, I think we've done a fairly good job with that. So, I mean, the for the, the Utah team's I mean, championship game was just this last weekend. Uh, how how much advance notice do you let these kids know? Or or is it kind of a shorter turnaround because the playoffs just, just got done? No, they us, they'll usually have a, a like a month or so ahead of time that they'll they'll know that it's coming up. And, and we work the scheduling out with, with Skyview um, and being able to get a court. Um, but what we want to try to do is we usually try to keep it fairly close to when they are done playing while they're still in in basketball while they while they're still filling basketball while college basketball's still going on people are thinking basketball you know you do it too far out and kids start playing some spring sports and might get a little rusty 
Um, but we want to try to get the kids when they're they're the best and they're still thinking basketball and stuff like that. And then you're going to get the best performance out of them. So we try to keep it fairly close to when the championship games are done. Have you ever had the involvement with the uh, Preston schools and, and some of their players? Yeah, we yeah. actually get um, – we've got Preston to come. We've got players. This year it didn't work out because they've got their yeah, – their playoffs are going on Yeah, right their now, playoffs are going on. And this year, unfortunately, it was the only day available for the court at Skyview. So it didn't end up working out in our favor. But we usually have Preston come out. Um, Bear River comes. Um, we got a few girls from Box Elder. So oh, cool. we, yeah, Very so cool. we, we try to get all the teams in the Valley. Um, we want to expand it out to West Side. I think they're deserving of it. They usually have a p- couple good players. I think they're deserving. They're part of the Valley. They should be invited. So next year we want to try to, you know, expand and get most of the teams here. And yeah, like we said, just make it a family fun Valley event and have it, have it just be a lot of fun. And people who West Side smaller school, they deserve some, you know, publicity and uh, I think that would help them out as well so we're looking to just expand it to people who are well deserving of it yeah west side they're in the final four in their classification right. they're playing tonight so yeah. and, uh, we, and we do have uh we have a couple of girls from Preston yeah oh very cool yep. yeah nice. we just couldn't didn't work out for the boys the boys year. yeah right gotcha okay yeah uh yeah and incidentally both west side and Preston play tonight at 6 15 mm-hmm. just in different high schools in the Boise area uh, let, let me ask you guys. Actually, let me do this. Uh, you guys okay to stick around for just a moment? Yep. We're going to call it. Take a quick timeout here in the full court press, and I want to ask you uh, about uh, Jalen, about Skyview basketball specifically <laughs> and their success. Uh, something that really started to emerge when you were there, and just keep, just kept going. And then, uh, yeah, your thoughts about what's going on with the Aggies right now? Crazy tournament, and I know you're going to be on next door on one of our sister stations a little bit. But uh, this has been a lot of fun. So the uh, High school all-star game festivities start at uh, noon tomorrow. Skyview High School skills competitions, and then the uh, girls all-star game starts at two forty-five, and the uh, boys all-star game that'll start at four, all at Skyview High School. So we're finding more out uh, about that. We'll find out a little bit more about uh, these guys' opinions about the Aggies. I think they have an opinion or two, and we'll get those coming up next on the Full Court Press. I'm Kevin Kugler with this week in the NCAA on Westwood One. Welcome to March and the Winter Sports Championship season. While Division I basketball is providing wall-to-wall conference tournament action over the next week, a number of sports are nearing the title finish line. For example, the D3 men's and women's basketball 64-team brackets were announced this past week, and early round games are already underway. For D1 indoor track and field, the selection committee announced the participants for next weekend's championship meet, which will be held in Albuquerque and includes 34 events with 16 student-athletes competing in each. In Bozeman, Montana, the National Collegiate Skiing Championship begins next Wednesday with 74 men and 74 women competing from 23 member schools in both Alpine and Nordic events. And last Wednesday, 281 swimmers and divers from 54 different schools were selected to compete in the D1 Women's Swimming and Diving Championships. That meet is scheduled for March 18 through the 21st in Athens, Georgia. More to come on This Week in the NCAA. At Capital One, you can open a new savings account in about five minutes and earn five times the national average. Banking with Capital One means five times the savings to help pay for your perfect honeymoon. Or five times the savings toward your family's perfect vacation. Big fan of water rides. It's time to help make your savings goals come true. This is Banking Reimagined. 
Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Rate comparison based on FDIC national rate. Capital One NA member FDIC. If you like pina coladas, then get <gasps> Spilled your pina colada? Uh. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills and messes quicker and is two times more absorbent than the leading ordinary brand. So you can get back to getting caught in the rain. Bounty, the quicker picker up. It was also a busy week at the NCAA office, including the Football Rules Committee agreeing to recommend a change to the rule applied to student-athletes disqualified for targeting. If passed, the disqualified player would be allowed to stay in the bench area instead of being required to leave for the locker room. In women's volleyball, the rules oversight panel meeting last week approved the addition of a third referee to conduct all video challenge reviews beginning next season. And finally, the University of Memphis was granted their request that a current infractions case be resolved by the independent accountability resolution process. It's a fairly new option established in 2018 as part of the recommendations issued by the Commission on College Basketball. Decisions from the panel will be final and not subject to further review. That's this week in the NCAA. I'm Kevin Kugler on Westwood One. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. All right, Eric Franson here with you. Thanks for the NCAA update. Uh, big weekend ahead. We've got really a really exciting game Saturday. Number 8, Seton Hall versus number 11, Creighton. It's 12.30 on Fox. That's basically the Big East title on the line for that one. That should be a lot of fun. But... Uh, We'll be paying attention to the Mountain West this weekend, mostly. But uh, we got Jalen Moore, Jimmy Moore, joining us here in studio. A couple of Aggie legends in their own right. Uh, by the way, Jimmy, I forgot to ask you. We we had our own discussion here on the Full Court Press a, a little while back about the five best big men in USU history. You weighed in on that a little bit, mm-hmm. I understand. Uh, but you said there should be some clarification of what we should consider a big man. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> because <laughs> I... My my point was uh, that I was trying to make was when I played at Utah State, I was about 190 pounds. So <laughs> I certainly didn't consider myself a big man. So <laughs> I didn't know if, if it was the centers or forwards, or if they was all just kind of clumped together. So that was that was just my opinion. But yeah, we were a little ambiguous on yeah, uh, how yeah. we classified a big. But no, man. I, I think that was something that you guys put that together it was awesome because I think it just kind of kept that Aggie tradition and those people that been Aggie. Uh, fans forever got a chance to weigh in on that and that kind of stuff. So, the, great job. Yeah, that's been yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's created a lot of debates. Some right. people question our credibility <laughs> 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 on some of but, our selections on some of those, but it's okay. But and they, it sparked a discussion, though, right? Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, that's so. right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Jalen, I want to ask you about Aggies as well, but uh, you're part of a great uh, uh, Skyview success story. And uh, we, we've seen this Skyview basketball be top-notch. I mean, the championship last year, runners-up this year. Um, just your feelings about Skyview basketball and where they are, where they've been recently. Yeah, um, you know, like I said, I, it was fun to be able to win a state championship in high school, and, and ever since then, I feel like Skyview's just been building off of that. Um, Coach Hilliard's done a great job with them. Um, I, I feel like he just, he, when he has good players, you know, he lets his players go and play and succeed and be successful, and, and the thing about it is, uh, 
they all just seem like they're enjoying it, having fun. Um, you never see them, you know, lose a game, and it's hard for them to lose a lot of games in, ro- in a row. That shows a good coaching job, but also the players being bought into the to the system that they're running and the, to the coaching staff. Sports. So I think it's just been a lot of good fun and a lot of it's awesome to see a school that you went to have a, have success still and uh, year after year they just they're at the top of the region and at the top of the state and uh, we'll see you know next year will be one of the years where they lose Mason who's been there for a while you know Sam was big for him um, so it'll be interesting to see who steps up to take the place of those two guys and and see what Coach Hilliard does with it and see if they can still stay at the top so next year I think will be pretty interesting. We're up against the clock. We got the Utah Jazz pregame starting here in just a moment, but in 30 seconds, your thoughts about the game tonight against the Aggies and the and the Cowboys? I think we'll I think we'll be okay. We should should win. Sam Merrill's been looking really good. Diogo been playing good. Nimi, Bean, you get those four coming in. I think we'll be fine. Uh, we haven't had a problem with Wyoming yet, but they're playing hot right now. So I think we need to run them off the three point line, make them do other things, and uh, hopefully our defense is there. And if our defense and rebounding's there, we'll be all right. All right, uh, Jimmy, Jalen, thanks so much for coming down. Appreciate you guys uh, putting this off, uh, putting together this uh, all-star game. Festivities tomorrow at Skyview High School. Starts at noon, the skills competitions. Girls all-star game at 245 and the boys all-star game at 4. Mm-hmm. So best of luck. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, we're going to step aside. Utah Jazz basketball <coughs> It's coming up next here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.